at Chi Alpha. Uh, I want you to like either stand up or wave because you're probably already standing. So look around. That's uh, part of our team. Uh, we're here for you guys. We're here to just help you guys out, be a part of you guys' lives and stuff like that. So we love hanging out with students. We love hanging out. Uh, I always say this. Uh, if uh, anybody that knows me, I always talk about this. Jesus loved to hang out. It's just something he liked to do. A lot of people think Jesus uh, liked to be right and more and like Jesus uh, liked to condemn people. Uh, I think Jesus really loved to hang out with people, be a part of people's lives. And that's something that we want to represent here in Chi Alpha. So we love to hang out. So that means after service, all right, you go and hang out. Some people, you know, you heard this word like the front. So like, where, where is that? All right. It's actually the, the, like where Chi Alpha is at. All right. You cross the street here at National, right? Here's National, right? It's like a big, scary road for some of you guys in a small town. You know what I mean? <laughs> One light town, people. You know what I'm saying? When you know how many lights are in your town, it's a small town. It's a small town, all right? So uh, you guys uh, cross that, uh, you know, through planes or boats or whatever you need to. And uh, you go uh, off in the corner of National Grand right next to Quick Time Gas Station there. Break time. It's not fast. You just take a break, all right? And uh, <laughs> there's our, our spot. So anytime we're uh, having an event there, come out, hang out. And even after the service, you know, walk there. Some people, like, go through the back of the PSU, and you can cross. There's, like, a, a crossway, and it has, like, do not cross, and it, like, talks to you. So listen to it so you won't get hit by a car, and then cross. All right, so uh, come hang out with us. Uh, we really, really uh, believe in that. We always say that our hangouts after are just as important as a service because we want to get to know you. And uh, if all you come here and you're just a part of us, the service, uh, I, don't, I don't think you're going to enjoy it as much. <laughs> so uh, we encourage you to hang out after, and we also encourage you to be a part of a community group. Now, uh, like you saw in the video, community group is like, this service can then sound so you can know people and know their names and they can know about your lives and you can make friends. So uh, those are, that's very important to us. So please get, get connected to a community. Anybody has a shirt uh, that is like this, unless she is a three-year-old girl, that'd be my daughter. Uh, she is not running a community group, although she thinks she is in our house. So um, uh, hang out with them. Uh, we'll definitely visit you and connect you with a community group that's very important and we believe is like really like the most important part of what we do. So here you are on campus. For some of you guys, this is, uh, you know, you're, you're a junior. For some of you guys, you're like, I can't believe I'm coming back, all right? And if you're like a junior and still in the dorms, you're like, why? Why am I still here? Why am I paying thousands of dollars to live in a room? Why? So, uh, and for some of you, like, freshmen, you guys are like, yes, I'm in the dorms. And you're like, it smells in here. Yes. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody. They're like, we got carpet. I was like, all right. I was, <laughs> uh. they were, seriously, I just talked to somebody, and they were excited that they had carpet. What's up, freshmen? <laughs> you're right? When you walk in your room and you're like, it has carpet. Yes. Freshman. All right. So you're excited. Some, especially freshmen, you, you know, 
uh, because they, you've gotten lost today. Like you walked in the classroom and you sat down and you like, didn't hear your name or whatever. And you're like, uh, excuse me, uh, you forgot to call my name. And they're like, uh, this is the wrong class. <laughs> and then you're like, you ran to your other class and uh, you didn't know where you were going. And you can, you can tell because you have like that space look. Like while we were handing out sodas, we were like, hey, you want soda? You're like, what is life? <laughs> like, where am I? Is this Earth? Yeah, you're on Earth, all right? Pluto's not a planet. Sorry to break it in. So uh, it's awesome. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being a part of what we do. Uh, we really, we are a community of believers here on campus. You don't have to have no pre-requirements. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't have to rush. You don't have to do any of that to be a part of us. You basically just have to walk in, all right? So right now, you are a part Okay, so we're excited that you're here and we're excited to meet you guys. So here's the deal. So like, all right, so here are, you know, you, you heard about us, right? And for some of you guys, some of you guys, you, you know, grew up and, uh, you know, in a Christian home. All right. And uh, for some of you guys, you're like, hey, um, so is, this is really not a fraternity. This sucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, like, some of you guys went up here and be like, oh, fraternities have a band? Wow, I didn't know that. I didn't even know. I didn't even know they had a band. That's pretty cool, man. I can play the ukulele. You know, I can jump in that band. So, uh, so uh, for some of you guys, you, you're just here. You're like, hey, let me, let me check this out. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm in college. Let me try stuff new. So, I'm here. You guys gave us free sodas and we drove around in golf carts. So, I had to come, all right, so I'm here. So, and, um, you know, you, you, you kind of work, you know, you're, you're thinking of life and stuff, and now you're starting over. Like, you can be, like, for some of you guys, you know, in high school, you're, you're like, you, you, you had an image that you probably didn't like, or you're like, you can start over. Some of you guys are like, uh, you know, have great hopes and dreams. Like, I'm going to know everybody. The whole campus is going to know. I'm going to get to meet so many people to meet. And for some of you guys are like, I don't want to know anybody. <laughs> I'm just looking for a friend. I just want one. Just one friend. Like, you, like some of you guys are like, I just want one friend. Just somebody that I can walk in the cafeteria and just sit next to and just look at them. <laughs> and then randomly be like, the peas are pretty good today. That's all. You're fine with that. You know what I mean? But it's, it's cool because right now it's like it's on, it's on you, right? You're, you're creating it, Right? So no longer it's like, you know, you, you pull up and, you know, you're walking into school and your mom's like, all right, do, do a good job. And you're like, oh, shut up, mom. Like, thanks. Like, now nobody's going to like me. And like, so it, it's you. You're creating it, right? So this is, this is how it is. You're officially an adult. You're official an adult, right? You can't really say that in high school, like. You can't, you know, you don't go into high school, you're like, hey, hey, no, hey, I am an adult, all right? Listen up here, all right? I'm not doing this homework, all right? <laughs> but you didn't do that. But, you, you know, now you're an adult. Like, you, you, you don't have to go to class. You don't have to. You'll pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, literally, you'll pay money, but you don't have to go. <laughs> like, not like pay for it as punishment. Like, pay for it actually dollar-dollar bills. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right? But, like... You don't, you don't have to go. You're, you're creating. And, it, and it's funny when you look at all these, like, all these things and, 
uh, of life, there's, there's some things like in life, I think that some of us despise. Like, and you've probably like, once you've like started like having conversations and, and can dialogue with people and like ever since you can remember conversations and having friends and like the first time in life that you can trace back that you actually had a friend or you actually like met a person and built a relationship with them. There's something in you that like kind of despises this in, in awe. And that's like, it, it's the concept of somebody thinking they're perfect. Like you ever met somebody that you think they think they're perfect? You don't like them, right? <laughs> you don't like them. Like it's not something that you're looking for. Like I'm looking for a friend. I want them to think they're perfect. You know why? So I can feel like crap around them. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, because, like, why don't we like that? You know, why don't we like when somebody thinks they're perfect? Like, back in the days, like, uh, I grew up, I used to watch wrestling back in the days, right? It's real. I'm telling you, it's real, okay? <laughs> All right? And I'll tell you about Santa later, okay? So, but, like, no, like, I, I, used, to, I used to be into wrestling, like, old school wrestling, and it was just like, and there was this guy named Mr. Perfect, right? And his move was the perfect plex, and everybody hated him. Like, that was the point of his character. The whole point that he was like Mr. Perfect is like, he right away was hated, and everybody just wanted to see him fail. Everybody wanted to see him lose. Everybody would cheer. Nobody would cheer for Mr. Perfect except his, like, sidekick wrestler, who was an actor, okay? Nobody liked him, all right? And the whole point of Mr. Perfect is that nobody wanted him to be perfect because they knew it didn't exist, right? So it's like nobody really likes people who portray the image of being perfect. And, it, and it's crazy because this has been translated to, like, Christianity, right? Like, people are like, oh, man, they just, they think they're better. Like, you don't like, like, you ever be around somebody and you're like, I don't like you because you think you're better than me. Like, and it's, you, you, you don't like it. Why? Because it's like, it's, it's a humanity thing. Like, how dare you as a human think you're better than another human? That's like not right. Right? That's like, like the justice side of you comes out. You're like, that is not right. You know what? I'm like, you're a jerk. You need to know that. You need to know that. And maybe you need to get it tattooed until you find out that you are, and then you can remove it somehow. <laughs> but, like, there's something in you that, that doesn't like that, that, like, despises this whole thing of perfection. And somehow, like, in Christianity, this, like, self-righteousness of, of people walk around and be like, are you really doing that? Mm, do you really think that's right? And you're like, ugh. You know what I really think? I really think you need to shut up. And there's something in you that despises now. You strive for it, but when somebody claims it, you know, we don't like it. We don't like it. Like, how can, how, can you, how can you dare claim that? How can somebody dare claim that? That's, like, so crazy. It's, it's, it just blows people's mind, and we're just, like, Uphold by it. And, you know, we don't know why it's kind of been this, like, self-righteousness stigma has been stuck to Christianity. Probably, 
Because you always heard this, like, godliness is next to cleanliness. <laughs> Who's heard that before? Like, godliness is next to cleanliness. So cleanliness is next to godliness. I'm telling you, dude, I am the farthest person from God. <laughs> all right? I'm t- my wife wore a test. Here's why my house is clean. My hot wife. All right? I'm sure I, I've been to some of you guys' dorm rooms. All right? It's straight. Like, I felt like taking up a news camera and be like, Katrina just hit this dorm room. <laughs> Just this dorm room is a phenomenon. There's stuff everywhere. They have no carpet. <laughs> I straight walked into some of you guys' room, and I was like, oh, man, I didn't know I had to bring up my hiking gear. And I was like, all right, so let's talk about life. You know, and for some of you guys, when you get busy, like your room, like you know when you're busy because you walk in your room, and there's stuff everywhere. Like, nothing, like, the closet has no purpose, all right? Like, your purpose is the floor. You're like, oh, this is, I never even thought that I can just. <laughs> like, especially girls, like, like, there's one thing. When I got married, my wife's like, we need to get an apartment. Like, when we first, we have a house now, but we're looking for an apartment. She's like, it has to be two bathrooms. I was like, yo, what up? I was like, two bathrooms? Does it need to be a mansion, huh? Do you need to have a butler, huh? And it was like her crime. She's like, it has to have two bathrooms, like for real. And at first I was like, and then I realized, like, you women take over your sink. It's like makeup, there's like a blow dryer there. It's like, it's like the, you guys take over. And the busier you become, it's like, it piles on. I was like, where is this makeup coming from? There's no possible way it can fit on your face. Why is it piled on here? Where does this come? What is, what is, is this a buffer? Oh, you got a buffer for your face? Where is this? Like, there's mechanics walking in and be like, oh, yeah, look, that's a wrench over there. What do you use that for? So, you know, like, when girls are getting busy, that little makeup area is, like, crazy, right? And it's always, like, and there's, like, a lot. There's, like, a blow dryer, there's a heating element, don't touch that. Uh, you'll be like, hey, um, where's the toothpaste? Like, you're like, ah. You're like, ah, man, I'm busy. You need to watch that makeup area. But like, so that turned like godliness next to cleanliness, what? Like, who fulfills that? And like, the person who fulfills that is the person you never want to invite over your room. You're like, Hey, come to my room. You're like, oh, this person's not going to like me. And it's funny, like, terminologies like that. And it's crazy, like, the, the whole concept of, of Jesus, right? We, we hear this, and it's such a controversial topic, you know, this, this concept of, of Jesus. And there's been a lot of people like, man, I'm just, uh, I'm not perfect. And, like, uh, you know, people are like, oh, man, like, I, I just feel like, I have to be, like, get everything right and come to Jesus. And you always hear these terminologies of people feeling like they have to be perfect to pursue Jesus. And I I just want to let you know that that is not true. The whole point of Jesus is to break the bondage of perfection. Like, the whole reason for, like, if you are in perfect qualification, like, seriously, If you are perfect, you are disqualified from the concept of Jesus. If you are perfect, qualified. Like, it's the whole purpose of him coming. So why 
Why do we feel like we have to be? Why do we place in ourselves? Why have we taken this concept of perfection and allow it to distance us from our creator? Why is the very reason that Christ came and suffered and died to break the very thing is the very thing that tortures you? It's the very thing that the enemy uses to separate you. And I love it. There's this, there's this guy in the Bible who really, like, was an ultimate follower of the law. This homie, like, followed the law. Now, like, Jewish culture, they had tons of law. They had over 600 laws, all right? They have a lot. They love laws, okay? Like, they had tons of rules. They had rules on top of rules. They're like, hey, what's that? What are you doing then? Oh, it's actually a rule. Let's add a rule, all right? And they had all these laws, right? And it was like just all throughout the culture, there's these laws that you had to follow, right? And Paul was like awesome at it, right? He even claimed it, all right? So there's this guy, his name was Saul, all right? And then, then it came his Roman name, Paul, all right? And he, he was a follower of the law. In fact, he was such a follower of the law that he hated people who followed Jesus, Right? He actually went against you, tried to kill him and everything, had this amazing experience where an angel came and Jesus came and spoke to him and literally transformed his life. So here is an ultimate follower of all these laws, all right? So he was tortured by laws. He was tortured by the concept of searching and seeking perfection all his life. He strived for it. He studied it. He memorized it. It was everything in his, and he had this encounter with Jesus. He had this incredible encounter, and his eyes were totally open to the torture that he's been giving himself all his life. This torture of seeking perfection. This torture of trying to be perfect, of trying to fulfill perfection so you can look perfect before God. He realized that. And he, he talks about that. He talks about the law. And he's, here he is in Romans, and in the book of Romans, and he's talking to Jewish people. He's talking about the laws and the purpose of it. And he's like, how can we fulfill it? Here's it. And, and like in not fulfilling it, Christ shows how awesome he is. They're like, what? They're like, yeah, and you're not fulfilling the law. Like, God shows how perfect he is. And you being imperfect, God shows how perfect he is, how awesome he is, how much he loves you. And they're like, what? So he starts talking about this whole concept of righteousness and being righteous before God. And how can you do it? And he shows, like, it's impossible. He's telling everybody, like, listen, it's impossible. And the reason he can say that, because he was in it. He was like the ultimate law follower. In fact, he put people in prison who didn't follow it. So not only was he the ultimate law follower, in a sense, but he loved condemning people who didn't. So not only did he torture himself in his life, he made sure that other people were tortured with that concept. So here he is, and he's talking about that. And in Romans chapter 3, verses 21. Romans chapter 3, verses 21. I'll read through 24. I'll just share that verse. It says, but now, apart from the law, the righteousness 
of God has been made, made known. This is actually verse 21. So from the law, we know that the righteousness of God has been known. So we can't fulfill that. He says, listen, you can't, because of the law, we know that the righteousness of God has been made known. All right? To which the law of the prophets have testified. And then in verse 22, it says, this righteousness, this righteousness has been given through faith in Jesus to all who believe. Okay, so he's like, this righteousness has been given to all, how? Through faith who believe in Jesus. Therefore, there is no difference between Jews and Gentiles. And what he means by this, like Jewish people, actual Jewish people, like the law followed them, they're the ones who fulfilled it. Now, Gentiles are people who are not Jewish. Basically, most of you guys, unless you are from a Jewish background, okay? He's like, listen, there's no difference. Because none of us can fulfill the law. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. No one is perfect. He's like, there's no difference. And the reason we can obtain or have righteousness is through this concept of Jesus. It says in verse 22... I'm sorry, in verse 23, it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So he says all. So like, hey, listen, whether you're Jewish, whether you're, you know, who don't care who you are, whether you're Costa Rican, whether you're Dominican, holla back, Dominicans. American from the South, whatever state, or from a small town of three people, high five, three people. We all have fallen short. We all can't be perfect. We all can obtain perfection. It is something that does not exist in us. He says, we have all have fallen short of God's glory. And in verse 24, it says, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Here's what's awesome. This is why I love. This is what I love about Jesus. People, the weight is not on you to be perfect. The weight is on you to believe and have faith. That is where it is. And how, how do you obtain that? You do it by following Jesus. That's how he did it. Like he went up to his disciples, he's like, hey, follow me. And, like, no matter where they are, whether they're fishing, whether collecting taxes, which was, like, the worst thing you can do, okay? Like, tax collectors were so bad that they had, like, a subcategory from sinners there. They're, like, sinners and tax collectors. Like, they had to draw them out, all right? So Matthew was a tax collector. He went up to him. He's like, hey, follow me, all right? So this weight of perfection, this very thing that you despise all your life, and when somebody claims it or think they have it, and they try to give it to you, you despise it. Why? Because you can't obtain it. And the only way, the only way that it can all be reconciled is through the grace of Jesus Christ. It's through him dying on the cross for our sins. Shouldn't that free you up? Shouldn't that free you up? And I love in verse 24, it says, 
and all are justified freely. The burden of perfection is not on you. All you have to do is freely accept his grace. And now here's the deal. This is something that whether you grew up in church all your life or this is your first time here, you need to hear. Some of you guys grew up in church in your life and you're like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to dress like this. I got to look like this. I can't say that. I can't watch this. I can't believe. I watched MTV. Oh, my God, my eyes. I said this. I got mad at this. And the only thing that bonds people together is this concept of grace. Like, think about it. The only thing that bonds people together is this concept of grace. The closer somebody is your friend, the more grace you give them. Right? You ever have a friend and, like, they they get annoying and you're like, they always do this, whatever. But when you know the person, you're like, hey, hey, you just get away. But when it's your friend, you just put up with them. You just put up with them. You're just like, whatever, that's, that's what they do. Jessica always gets mad, and I just, you know, you just got to let her get mad. And then she'll come back, and you give her a hug. And then we watch Gilmore Girls. It's awesome. <laughs> but, like, why do you understand? Why do you extend that grace? Like, the... The only thing that interweaves us, the only reason you have a true relationship with anybody is because at one level, you have accepted some sort of grace with that person. Or the only thing you can claim is look back at that friend and you said, you have never done anything wrong in your whole entire life. And how dare you place that on somebody else, that requirement? If you ever place a requirement of perfection on any friendship, Check it out. You have no friends. So for any type of relationship to ever exist, marriage, friendship, boyfriend, girlfriend, coworkers, there has to be a level of grace that is accepted and embraced. And this is something that Jesus introduced to this world, this concept of grace that bonds people together. And that frees you from the torment of reaching perfection, but understanding that there is a perfect God that has given us love and grace. Doesn't that liberate you? Listen, the only reason that you were not grounded for life when you did something is because your parents had some level of grace. Now, they also have a level of reminder of that. But the reason you ever heard that, you're like, you're grounded forever. And you're like, dude, man, I'm never going to beat that video game, man. I really. I thought I was going to level up in Call of Duty. That's never going to happen now. But the whole reason that, like, you got in trouble and at one point were allowed out your room to enter civilization (laughs) Because there's some concept of grace. You have to accept some concept of grace even to have friendships. And here's the thing. If you're tormented by not trusting people, then you are tormented by not giving grace. And here's the deal. You're going to have trouble having friends 
in any type of relationship. Because what Jesus implemented to this earth is the only thing that can break that torment is to infuse this ultimate concept of grace. And that God said, I have created you. And I love you so much that I myself will carry the weight of that and introduce this amazing concept of grace. And the reason now you exist and you can have a relationship with me and that can exist in his concept of grace, for him to introduce grace was a relational move. And I want you to understand, it's not a religious move. It's not a law move, okay? When he, after he died on the cross, he was like, here's more commandments. He didn't give us more rules. In fact, he broke and gave purpose to all those rules. It was a relational move. And that infusion of the ultimate grace is the reason that we can love others, is the reason that we can have relationship. He was the ultimate example of that. And the reason he did that is to have a relationship with you. How can you exist without grace? How can you have any relationship of any level without grace. And Paul understood this because he lived under the law and he was tormented by that. And he realized that the only thing that can break that torment was the concept of grace. The concept of grace. So here you are in college. And you're taking on life and you move into adulthood. Some of you are learning how to do your laundry. Big steps. Some of you are excited for carpet. And others are finding their class. And others are trying to find out who they are and what they really like. And the only thing that can liberate you is this concept of grace. And the ultimate example of that was Jesus. Here's what we want for you in Chi Alpha. It's for you, the worship team can come up. It's for you to live a life that you pursue that grace. And maybe for some of you guys, it's, it's been twisted. You've you felt like you've had to do this and you've had to do that. And for some of you guys, you grew up in church and you're like, man, I have to do this and I didn't do that and I didn't do this. And oh my goodness, like, this, like God's going to hate me and what's this? It doesn't exist like that because he loves you. He loves you. And listen, like God's not a fool. Don't, don't think like you can trick God, all right? He knows your heart and he knows what's real, all right? So, and if your mind, you're thinking how to trump the system, doesn't work like that. His grace was not designed to make a fool of him. But the, isn't, isn't that what we want in our life? Isn't that what we want to pursue this concept of ultimate grace and to relieve us from this torment of being perfect? Because listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a reality check. Welcome to college, all right? I'm welcome to being an adult. You're not perfect. And you know the older you get, you don't get more perfect. Why? Because you have parents. And you know that they're not perfect. And they got corks. 
They make you do dumb stuff. Like, mom, like, why do we have to cut the grass at 7 in the morning? There's no reason for it. That is the best time to cut the grass, okay? You do that. Like, mom, like, why are you still using this? These dishes are ugly. I love them. Let them go. Age, wisdom, ability, a degree will not give you perfection. The only way that you can exist in life is to embrace this concept of grace and to follow it and pursue it. Now, the only way that you can embrace it is to follow the creator of it. I ask you guys to stand up. And the the reason I I ask you to stand up, it's not because there's something holy about it, all right? I know uh, you guys come from backgrounds that you know, make you stand up, sit down, like go sideways and crazy stuff like that. So um, that's a lot tradition, and I, I'm not knocking that, but I want you to stand up because you've been sitting down. And then I want you to stand, all right? So here, here's the deal. Like this, this whole concept of grace liberates you. And the only way that you can truly pursue it if you pursue the creator of that. If you follow the creator of that grace. Leaders, if you could come up. Here's the deal. I grew up, I grew up in a single parent home and all, all my life, and I, I'll share you guys, you guys will learn my testimony if you're new here today. All my life, I I felt like I just wasn't good enough. You know, I grew up in a single-parent home. I I grew up, you know, I I, I created some insecurities in that. And I remember when, you know, I started diving into the the concept of God and and church. And it was, like, amazing. It was radical. My brother was a heroin addict, and he went to this program called Teen Challenge. And I saw his life get changed. I was like, man, this can happen to me. And I went to a retreat. And the guy spoke, and I walked up. I walked up to the front, and I accepted Jesus. And I, I didn't know nothing about God. Like, people started, like, you know, in, in uh, a lot of Christian, uh, you know, religions, they, like, put your hands on you, and they pray for you. So I'm there, and they're, like, putting their hands on me. So I'm thinking I was there too long. I was like, oh, is it time to go? And they're like, no, no, we're praying for you. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I realized that there was a God that didn't look at me and be like, Andy, you're stupid. You're an idiot. You're doing drugs. You're stupid. Like, nobody wants you. I realized that there's a God that said, I want you. And my grace looks past that. Listen, if you grew up in church and you're pursuing this concept of perfection, his grace looks past that. I want you to now, when you here are in college and you're pursuing, I want you to pursue the liberty and the freedom of his grace. And he did it. He loved you so much. And he wanted you to understand this so much that he died on a cross for it. Because there is no way that pure love can exist without pure grace. Because a a God that is perfect, okay, can love you, all right? So if we are pursuing perfect love, perfect love does not require a perfect person to love, 
all right? Perfect love can love an imperfect person. And that is us. Welcome. You are unperfect, just like all of us. And the more you get to hang out with me, the more you will realize that I am a fool. <laughs> and I require grace. How many times you have apologized to your parents? How many times you have apologized to your friends? How many times you apologized to your teachers and that relationship has prolonged? And in fact, that grace that has existed has created a stronger bond. Why are you rejecting the very thing that will create a strong bond between you and God? He broke it by his death on the cross. And if you've been going to church trying to fulfill that perfection, I say that Jesus can break that. And no matter how many prayers you say or how many things you think you need to do, kneel down, walk around a building, that doesn't give you. It's for you freely accepting that grace that Jesus has given you. And when you experience that grace, then you can learn how to have even better friendships and better marriages. And and you can be better with other people because you understand the very grace that has liberated and freed you. So here's the deal. I want you guys, we have our leaders here. If this is your first time ever and you say, hey, Andy, I've never accepted Jesus in my life. I've never understood the concept of grace. And I've really, I've never said, I want to follow Jesus. I've never made that statement in my life. And I want to. Okay, here's the deal. Our leaders are up here and you can come up and receive prayer. Now, I, I want to break awkwardness. A lot of people feel like when they walk up, everybody's like, ooh, they're not perfect. L- listen, like, listen to my message, please. <laughs> All right? I guarantee you that the only way that God can work with you if you end up being real with yourself. And I guarantee you that as you walk up, that that will allow somebody to feel comfortable just like that person. And in fact, I would even say this. If anybody here claims perfection, man, I feel sorry for you. And I would like for you to explore the grace of God. So we're going to go into some worship and then our leaders are here. And if you have never chosen to follow Jesus. You come up to our leaders and they'll talk to you. We have Bibles for you. If you like grew up in church and you're like, man, I've been doing things. I've been doing to be perfect. And I, I just, I, I need to just free myself and embrace the concept of grace. And, and you're like, man, this is kind of opened up my eyes. You come up here and receive prayer. We believe here in praying for each other. And lifting each other up. Just come up. I encourage you to pray. And listen, don't allow your arrogance or don't allow your concept of perfection or people, you thinking that people like, can please allow yourself to be real. And the last question I have for you, who feels that they're real here? Like when you, when they, when people hang out with you, what, what you see is what you get. You know, you're not, you don't put up a front. If you feel that you're real, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Answer. If you feel that this is not a trick question. Like I feel that I'm real. Like if you hang out with me, yeah, I'm going to goof off. I'm going to crack jokes, okay? Here's why I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you to be real. 
if you're nervous to come up, come up. If, if you are, talk to your person next to you and be like, hey, you know, I came with you and I'm kind of nervous to go up. Just come up and receive prayer. Because if you have never chosen to follow Jesus, I guarantee you that would be the most freeing thing that you have ever decided in your life. Because he is the ultimate grace giver. And for us to enjoy life, we have to understand grace. Let's worship, students. Once the music comes up, walk up, walk up, receive prayer.